Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Come in by the Butcher Shop Steakhouse, home of the best steak and prime rib in all of Little Rock. the zone coming to you live from the oaklawn hot spring studio oaklawn arkansas's only casino resort now here's justin agri and dj williams on the buzz radio network 10 luck, 20 skill, 15 concentrated power of need his name up in lights, he just wants to be heard, whether it's the beat of the mic, he feels so unlike everybody else alone, in spite of the fact that some people still think that they know, but no, he knows the code, it's not about the salary, it's all about reality and making some noise, making a story, making sure his click stays up, that means when he puts it down, talks picking it up, let's go. He never really talks much Never concerned with status But still even him starstruck Humble through opportunities Given despite the fact That many misjudge him Because he makes You know, if there would have been A couple more at-bats That would have gone a little bit better uh, With runners in scoring position And maybe we make that play in the ninth I would have said this was Our best game in the four for sure Definitely our best, best pitch game Because everybody that went out there Filled up the zone And got ahead in the count And, uh it's what you want if you're a, if you're a defender. You you want to be on your toes all the time. They were swinging, we were throwing strikes, so their philosophy over there. Let's just hit the first one available that we can get, and uh, that's why the game lasted like two hours and six minutes. Um, I liked our approach at the plate. Uh, I just, you know, we're we're not near what we're going to be. The Red White Report is brought to you by Big O Tires. With locations in Conway on Harkrider and in Cabot on Prospect Court, Big O Tires offers an endless selection of wheel and tire combinations. Big O Tires, they have everything you need to fit your budget and style. All right, that was Dave Van Horn talking about the finale for Arkansas. They won the fourth of four against... James Madison, and they won two of the first three as well. Arkansas did drop one of the games, and, you know, he's talking about timely hitting. It was a problem for them in that game. I was listening in one point, and for an example, was Diggs, who had the best weekend. He's he's got the highest batting average after the weekend. Got up with the bases loaded and popped out. So Mm. just missed some opportunities there. I mean, you look at the left on base for Arkansas. Wasn't a huge issue all weekend, but it left nine guys on in the loss to James Madison. I guess the bad news is James Madison left nine dudes on, too. So they had plenty of opportunities also. Molina, the new pitcher from Texas Tech, gave up a couple earned runs in three and two-thirds. They pitched a whole lot of guys this weekend, which, look, I'm sure if you asked him, like, he's happy. I mean, they got an opportunity to get a lot of guys some playing time. He did, in fact, start a guy who doubles as a catcher at leadoff, Hudson White. So he caught the first game. Arkansas got off to a slow start. Hagan Smith got... Well, he just had a tough outing. Tough one. Three earned runs in one inning, so he got pulled after that. And then Will McIntyre came in and absolutely balled five and two-thirds, one earned run over that period. And then Gage Wood, the Batesville native, closed it out for Arkansas. So good for him. It was Tiger, Coyle, and Cody Frank on day two in a 15-5 win. Arkansas rolled the victory in that one. Had three, four guys, actually, that had multi-hit games. And we got to talk about Wilmsmeyer, the transfer from Missouri. Ridiculous. Had a home run saving catch. Mm. And then he hit. Three for five, had five RBI, and had two home runs or one in that game? I think he had one home run. So he was unbelievable. Uh, He's going to be a guy to keep an eye on this year for sure. And then uh, got another hit in the next game, and then it was all about the freshman, Colin Fisher, in game four. So we talked about that. They were between a few guys. Bobby had been hurt a little bit leading up to the start of the season. And they turned to Colin Fisher, the freshman, who did a nice job as the starter in the fourth of the four games. We thought he would be a starter when we recruited him. And then you never know, you know, but he's always thrown strikes and he's always had an off-speed pitch. And remember when we first saw him, he, we loved his curveball and thought he had a good changeup. And obviously his fastball was, was going to be pretty good. And a couple of years later when we get him here, his changeup's really good. And it's gotten better and better. He's still a strike thrower, and he competes well. He works quick. 
He can pitch both sides of the plate. So you're thinking, hey, this is this is a starter type guy. That is nice to see. Five shutout innings for Colin Fisher. No, no, nada. He gave up three hits over five innings. So good for him, man. Uh, like I said, I'm learning baseball. You probably helped me out with this one, Justin. Yeah, Colin Fisher pitched mm-hmm. five innings, like you just said. Then they brought in what's that, Cody Frank? One inning, no hits. Yep. He only did one inning. And yep. then they brought in Will McIntyre, two innings, one hit. And then they brought in another guy, Stone, was that, Houlette, one inning, no hits. Is that normal? Yeah. Bringing I mean, that many guys just for one inning? They pitched three, three. They pitched six guys in the loss, and then they pitched the FU in the... Wow. Yeah, it's pretty Relievers typical these days. typically only go one inning. One or two, uh, yeah. Sometimes you got a stretch reliever that can go multiple, but... Yeah. Okay. Learning. I thought it was interesting. And Cody Frank and McIntyre threw a couple times over the weekend, too. So that's the other thing. They're going to throw more than once okay. over a weekend, too, in a lot of cases. So Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. No, it's uh, it's interesting. I'll, I'll be curious to see how they keep using their staff. I haven't talked about basketball yet. We're going to say that for Pat Bradley, who's up next. Also, the Arkansas women got a win against Missouri yesterday. So kudos to Coach and the team as they get a victory there. And... Uh, Softball. And? And? Well, they do. Oh, they did their thing. They did their thing. Yeah, they did their thing. Way yeah. to go, softball. Yeah, yeah. Doing your thing. I can't keep up with everything right now. That's a hard... Yeah. We have crossover season. When football and basketball crossover, it's hard. When baseball, basketball, softball crossover, it's tough. And you throw in some gymnastics for good measure? It ain't easy. Luckily, we got Pat Bradley to lean on for basketball. Pat Bradley in the Zone is brought to you by River City Flooring. Bradley off the screen for three. He's going to miss. River City Flooring. The only thing better than their selection is their service. Visit RiverCityFlooringInc.com. RiverCityFlooringInc.com. PB, happy Monday, Tuesday, whatever day today is. Tuesday, what's up? Tuesday, Tuesday, Freaky Tuesday. Tuesday, Tuesday. Freaky Tuesday. Tricky Tuesday. Tricky Tuesday. I got tricked. Okay. Um... What's up, PB? How are you? Oh, not much, man. Just uh, getting ready for the final push. Final push of the season. It is coming up. Here, boys. Just a couple weeks of the regular season left. It's wild. PB, over the weekend, Arkansas lost to Mississippi State, 71-67. An atrocious shooting day from the outside, 3 of 17. Arkansas got to the line 19 times. Mississippi State, 32 times. But they missed a lot of them, 13 of them. Uh, Arkansas got out-rebounded by 15, yet they had a chance to win at the end of the game. One of their better defensive efforts when you look at the numbers, PB. What would you think of that part of the game for them over the weekend? Well, I, what really stood out to me was, you know, Makai Mitchell had, and it's safe to say, the best game he's ever had, and that's against a Mississippi State team that is, you know, they got a couple, you know, Jimmy Bell and Tolu Smith. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got some I mean, even a guy like Cam Matthews, uh, I mean, a kid's 6'8", but he plays a lot bigger than that. Um, so they've got size. Now, I, I, they're not known for their shooting, especially uh, from the free throw line. So you, know, you identify something that's probably, you know, how you're able to stay in this game, if, considering that neither team is able to make threes. But I thought it was, you know, obviously Caleb Battle played well and it just seems like you know battles making shots if he's scoring then Tremont Mark isn't or you know somebody else isn't and it's the consistency it just still isn't there and it's tough to go to Mississippi State and they've, they've got a they've got a pretty good environment there um, so you're going to have a, a very difficult game tonight in another physical team on the interior so you know, it could be, you know, it's going to be another tough one. Although I know the last Texas A&M game, we, we beat them by one. So, um, PB? it's going to take out yep. every effort but that. Uh, you, you bring up the word consistency. I think we've been talking about that word for a few weeks now, uh, inconsistent team. What does it take? For a basketball team to be consistent, I, I know we kind of talk about well, this the shooting. If you were to narrow it down to one thing, does it come from the coach? Does it come from the players? Does it come from one moment that you just keep the momentum going, or does it come in off season before the season starts? Where where does the team uh, be a consistent team? 
Well, I think it's just, I think it's all in sports, right? So if a guy averages 20 points a game or 15 points or 10 points, you know, he's most likely scoring 15 some games and five of the other games. And that's how he gets his 10 point average. So, yeah, the, the, there are very few truly consistent players. I mean, again, you can look at any, I mean, you guys are just talking baseball. I mean, if you go three for ten, and you're in the Hall of Fame. So, but how many guys, you know, are are going over some nights, and then you know they get four hits the other night? So I think the truly great ones, they're the ones that are giving you production every single game. So I just think consistency is um, it's difficult to come by in general. Like I said, I mean, people look at averages, and that doesn't really tell the whole story with how consistent they are. And and I just it, that's that's part of it, you know. Whatever it is, if it's that that guy, you know, his weaknesses might be exposed against a certain defense, right? So now he's you know his matchup is difficult against another type team where. He's just able to find open shots, more open shots, so he does have an advantage against his defensive guy. Um, or, you know, that's the one thing about this year's team is you. we don't really have anything that you look at and say, oh, yeah, we're going to win this. You know, whether that is offensive rebounding or whether that's creating turnovers through steals or whether that's, you know, being uh, one thing that we do separate uh, is getting to the free throw line. I mean, that's always been, uh, and we're still among the top in the country, top 15, I think, right now. But I just think consistency is something that everybody's chasing, just to, to put in the same work every day. And it's just not common. It was an, well, and to that point, like you can't really count on much of anything in the world of basketball. It's a strange game. You look at what happened over the weekend. Ole Miss had to hold on against a bad Missouri team at home. Kentucky rolled up Auburn, which I think is as good or better than anybody's environment in the entire league right now. LSU goes on the road and beats South Carolina. Tough week for the Gamecocks, Pat. They got drilled earlier in the week, and then they lose at home to an LSU team that's certainly vastly improved from year to year. Tough, uh, tough weekend, or interesting weekend, I guess, the way I would look at it in the big scheme of things. Yeah, and 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 it was it was sort of a, a, a wacky week, but I think you know you hit that mid February. It's almost like you know there's mental fatigue and there's physical fatigue, and you know this time of the year it's it's interesting to watch how coaches will do even their you know their practice schedule, but like their shoot around times on game day and all that, um, because. You know, you take LSU, South Carolina. You know, LSU is a team for whatever reason. And, you know, DJ, I don't know, maybe this could be, like, the consistent part of it. You know, you have a couple of teams, LSU, who's dealt with a couple of injuries to the key guys. Wait now. They put every, everybody's healthy now. Everybody's together now. Um, you know, they're playing, you know, a couple of transfers now playing some – they've played – you know, almost the whole season together, so they're clicking a little bit better. So there is a lot of factors uh, that go into, um, you know, some of those results we saw on Saturday. And I think Kentucky's probably one of those examples how, you know, they didn't have to turn into, like, you know, the 1985 Chicago Bears defense <laughs> or, or a bunch of Dennis Rodmans, I guess, is a little more comparable. But, you know, Kentucky just had a, Figure out how to how to not be terrible. Get a few defensive <laughs> possessions. Yeah, yeah. just a few. you don't have to be good. I mean, just be less terrible. That's all. Yeah. And and that may be figuring out a way to get three defensive stops, right? Because that could very well three defensive stops could mean the difference between you know winning by three and losing by four. Um, which they, I mean, they played a lot better than that. Beat them by eleven. But, you know, so at the end of the game, sort of things get a little screwed up. Mm-hmm. But so I think you'll see some teams separate themselves. Let me um, ask, can I ask you about uh, the, the league in general? I mean, you got you got, you got got six ranked teams, six locks for this tournament. Ole Miss, I think, is in at 19-6 and six and 500 in conference. 
Is Mississippi State in your mind a, a, a team that's guaranteed or a likely to tournament? The one thing, if you look at this schedule, this schedule, <clears throat> they don't have a bad, like, so they host Ole Miss. So you, they're looking at a, an opportunity to finish the season with, you got, they got Kentucky at home, top 10 team, 15. Uh, they got South Carolina at home. They do have to go to Auburn and A&M. So, you know, if they can figure out a way to win four of those games, you can go one, two, three, four, five, six. Um, you know, I think that puts you on the right side of, of the bubble. So I, I would yeah. say yes to that. You get wins over Auburn and Tennessee too, to your credit. So those are good. Looks like they, I guess, the loss yeah. to Southern maybe early in the season. But uh, anybody, who else do you think is there? Who else has a? Sh- what about A and M? Arkansas plays them in the rematch tonight. Any shot for them to get there? To yeah, I think A and M certainly does have a shot. You can look at their their resume now. I mean, they. I think Lenardi has them in. I think he's got nine SEC teams, and of course, I mean. Everything changes in the next three I think, weeks. I think Palm does too, or did? Yeah, in in, in Florida. Mm-hmm. You know, Florida's Florida's had some good wins. Um, How about? Uh, didn't go ahead. Emails, don't you? Brackets. Yeah. What A uh, and M got blasted over the weekend at Alabama, which is certainly no indictment of their program. A and M is. Uh, dangerous at times, and Alabama's dangerous about all the time, and they have the best record in the league now. They also made 18 threes, which helps blow the team out. Arkansas squeaked one out in the first matchup, and Taylor had a huge night, but so did Tremont Mark. What does uh, what does Arkansas need to do to go down there and get a win? In A&M? That's right. Yeah, well, I think, you know, in the last game, obviously, um, I think we, we had... Pretty good in terms of you know playing in that first half. Really? Mm. Um, we were in pretty good control in that first half, and then Wade Taylor, their point guard, who is he's just such a tough matchup. Like we don't, he's got the ball in his hands virtually the entire game. I mean, he may put up you know twenty five shots, but he's facilitating and and, uh, and he's scoring. And he's just so dangerous, and he showed it last time. He had went for 40, I think, on us. But it's just the inability to defend. First of all, they run a high ball screen with him, and he's excellent at it. He turns the corner. You go under the screen. He can shoot the three. He's just so creative and, and crafty in that side of things. And the other thing is, so that's what makes you know, A&M a dangerous team is, you know, they, they have two players, two guards, Wade Taylor and kid Tyrese Radford are two pretty good. They're their best. They've been waiting for a third guy to step up. But with that being said, they get, they're the number one offensive rebounding team in the country, right? So, like, they had 19 offensive rebounds against us. And so if they're missing shots, they're getting their rebounds. I don't know if you guys remember that game against A&M, but, I mean, it was in the second half, it was, you know, maybe two or three offensive rebounds on every possession. And they just kept kicking it back out to that kid, Wade Taylor. And, I mean, he ended up, uh, you know, having forty-one, but it wasn't enough. So, you know, my, you know, my, my thing, my road recipe um, is obviously: can you get high-quality shots? And A and M has got a, a their defense. Like they'll throw on a one-three-one full-court, three-quarter press, then they'll get back into man in the same possession. So I don't know. I mean, you just got to trust that we get take care of the ball and value possessions. Defensive rebounds. If if we can do that, those things will give us a chance. Mm -hmm. At least give us a chance. Um, Yeah, be nice. Tonight, 6 o'clock, 5.30 pregame on the buzz. A&M's an 11.5 point favorite. I just looked at the ESPN analytics. They give Arkansas as much a chance to win at A&M as they give Missouri to win at home against Tennessee. That's very disappointing. About About a 9% chance. Expected, though. Not sh- that's a little sh- a little much disappointing. Oof. Yeah, Oof. but hey, that's the nature of the the program where they are right now. I mean, that's just the, what what it is. So, uh, question of the day today, I Christian, think, you want to ask Pat? I bet he's going to give you the right answer. 
Um, are you still watching Arkansas basketball? <laughs> yeah. If you weren't um, being paid to, would you? <laughs> well, of course. I mean, yeah. just the interest and uh, wanting to know what uh, if these guys can turn the corner. And at some point, you just think to yourself, you know, what what's next year? Who's coming back? You know, I mean, that's a fair statement. It's just, you know, kind of if you want to watch and sort of play general manager, like, hmm. who, who's he got coming in? You know, who who's he, does he want back from this team? Yeah. Um, Eric Musselman? Okay. Yeah, we want Coach back. That's a short list. You hear anything on Coach, Pat? There are people who are – I heard somebody saying on the buzz the other day, somebody who is allegedly an analyst that it's increasingly – Likely that he's going to be uh, courted away or at least have people making overtures or further overtures. Yeah, I'm sure. And I'm sure it is. But I, I'll just look at it like this. And, you know, so, like, what would – and he's been able to tap into incredible – What would Jesus do? And I'm like, I don't know in this situation. <laughs> but he's been able to – so think about this. Like, the, the one thing everybody talks about now is – um, NIL, right? And mm-hmm. Coach Moss has been able to tap into that as well as any program, basketball program in the country. Like, there's a, a lot of coaches still complaining about it. Like, how do we compete? Arkansas right now, a lot due to Coach Musselman and his relationships that he built and no, knowing how important NIL is. So he's got that. He's got the resources where he can go recruit because they've got the travel resources. There's really no restrictions. You know, and you talk about facilities, you talk about facilities, all that stuff, you know, fan support. Um, now, the question would be, you know, and only, you know, is he is he comfortable in Fayetteville? And he seems to be. I mean, his wife and his, his kids seem to really enjoy it. You know, so I don't, so let's just say some of the team, you know, other programs that will be available, you know, what could they entice him with? I mean, I don't know. Does he? You know, I know everybody talks about him being a West Coast guy. Yeah. Right. I mean, I, I mean, does he really love? I mean, you can you can fly to the West Coast on vacation. <laughs> you know. Mm. That's just, you know, it's something else. But yeah. I just I would hope that our you know Fayetteville and the U of A can can compete with just about everybody, unless he has that dream job in his mind, which you know, yeah. I guess, a lot of coaches do. PB, we got to run. Talk a little baseball on this side with Bubba. You. Appreciate you. Love you, buddy. Yeah, Take care. See you. Thanks uh, to River City Flooring. Appreciate them supporting Pat's segments. Great support. Great company. If you need flooring there, your, your spot. Terry and, and his staff do a great job. They've obviously enjoyed the sponsorship in years past, probably a little more than they did this year. But I appreciate their support. I'm going to be honest with you. It's tough talking about Razorback basketball right now. There ain't no doubt. Let's so. talk about Razorback baseball. Hope we'll, Springs Eternal. We'll Three that. out of four, baby. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's fun. You know what else is fun? Hmm. Saving money. Yes, sir. What about deals on a new car? Got you covered. Still, our friends at Guatney, uh, they want to take care of you right now. Uh, it's still lasting the whole month of February. We're running out of time now. You better take advantage of this amazing deal they have going on. They are offering 2.9% interest on the payments that you get for any car that you pick out. That Silverado that uh, you hear Justin talking about, that right now you can get it for about $48,000. And uh, when I say saving money, 2.9%, compare that against the national average of 8%. That's a cool thing about Guatney. They don't care what the national average is. They're doing their own thing. They also got a really cool 24 Equinox under $23,000. Now, I said 2.9% interest. They're still trying to help you out. Uh, if you go ahead and get those vehicles, they're also going to make sure you don't have to have your first payment for the first 120 days. It was 90. They did so well for business. They said, what the hell, let's go ahead and do another 30 days. How about that? 120 days, no payment, 2.9% interest. And still, if you don't need a new car, they have a lot of used cars too. You can walk out of there with a car right now with a monthly payment as low as 250 I know it sounds good. They're going to take care of you at Guatney. Just head on over to good old Jacksonville. That's off the Gregory Street exit.
Fence Brokers presents Razorback Graffiti every Monday morning. Call Morning Mayhem and let them know how you feel about how they did. One sentence and one sentence only. This is Sports Center. In college basketball over the weekend, Woodrock beat Southern Indiana 80-62 behind Jameer Chaplin's 22 points and 6 rebounds and Mikael Mitchell's 18 points and 11 rebound double-double. It was the Trojans' fifth straight win. They're 10-4 in OVC play, just one game back of Moorhead State. They'll take on Southeast Missouri State on Thursday. Arkansas State is also streaking as they've won five of their last six games. They took down South Alabama at 76-73. They'll face Troy on Thursday. And Pine Bluff won Saturday against Alabama State but lost to Alabama a&M last night. They'll host Prairie View on this upcoming Saturday. I'm Chris Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. Watney Chevrolet is your destination for big Chevy savings. For a limited time, get a 2024 Equinox SUV for just $22,390 or a roomier 2024 Tahoe SUV for just $65,499. Restrictions apply. So be sure to visit WatneyChevrolet.com to learn more about these big Chevy deals. Or stop by and see us at 1301 TP White Drive in Jacksonville for a test drive and more savings on your favorite Chevy models. Chevrolet. Together, let's drive. Hi, I'm Jacob Jones. From now until February 29th, shop at Jones & Son during our 0% finance event. That's right. All purchases from now until the end of February are eligible for 18-month 0% financing. From our very own Jones & Son Couture Collection to Michael M., we have every shape and size of ring in store, featuring Arkansas's largest designer engagement ring selection. Get a low monthly payment when you finance with special 18-month zero-interest financing at Jones & Son. Shop online at jonesandson.com. Do you need Rainwater Holton Sexton? Anywhere in the state, dial 8-888-8888. It really is just that easy. If you've been injured and need help, it doesn't matter where in Arkansas you are. Just dial 8-888-8888. We'll come to you. I'm Mike Rainwater of Rainwater Holton Sexton. We have been thankfully serving Arkansans for years, and we appreciate the trust you've put in us. We work hard for you, Arkansas, each and every day. Anywhere in the state, dial 8. Honda ATVs have a rock-solid reputation. Right now, upgrade your adventure with incredible deals on Honda accessories. For a limited time, buy select new Honda ATVs and get up to $300 in free accessories, helping you have more fun on the trails. Head over to Richard's Honda at 6600 South University in Little Rock and save big on accessories today. Honda accessory rebate offer is valid the purchase of a new and unregistered 2024 and prior ATV models. Check with participating Honda dealers for complete details. Welcome. Welcome back to The Zone. Justin Acree and Christian Weaver talk about sports because they can't play them. DJ Williams can play them and talk about them. Play fake. Mallet rolling to his right. Has DJ Williams at the five. Fighting for the goal line. Did he get in? Touchdown, Arkansas. DJ Williams. Now, let's get into The Zone. He swung the bat really well in batting practice today on the field. First time we've hit on the field since last week sometime. It felt like Friday, and again, it might have been because of cold weather. A little stiffer and slower today. It was loose and free in BP, basically. And then that's what I saw in the game. And you take away the the breaking ball that he saw it all the way. It was a 2-0 count. At the time, we had a three-run lead. And I think, I don't know if there was one out of time or no outs. He swung at a bad pitch, but he saw it big. If it would have been in the zone, I think he would have crushed it, but it was not. It was out of the zone, it looked like, maybe a little in. Uh, but I really liked his at-bats today compared to the other day, for sure, and his defense. Those weren't easy plays, especially the first one coming and getting it off that lefty first pitch of the game. He tried to bushwhack it right there, and he smacked it, and it was sinking. The wind was pushing it down, and uh, he, did, he did a great job there. That was Coach. Not sure why he was asked about Jason Jones afterwards. Did not have a particularly great weekend, but okay. One for seven weekend, but that's all right. Arkansas wins three out of four, and that's the important thing. And here's the thing. We know great players can have some tough moments. It starts with the All-American on Friday. Hagan Smith did not have his best stuff on day one, or at least... It's, it's what makes him great. 
I guess. I guess so. Overcoming those bad moments, right? Well, we're going to talk to uh, one of our favorites coming up here in just a second, Bubba Carpenter. He has almost no bad moments every year. It's time for The Zone to be joined by former Razorback baseball player and current Diamond Hog color commentator, Bubba Carpenter. Bubba Carpenter is brought to you by Johnston's Home Center in Benton. Visit them on the web at johnstonshomecenter.com. Johnston's Home Center in Benton. If they don't have it, you probably don't need it. Now, let's play ball with Bubba Carpenter. Yeah, Bubba, let's do that. How are you? Doing well, fellas. How about you guys? Buddy, thanks for flexing your schedule for us. I mean, hey, I'm here for you, Justin. You're normally flexing those big big guns of yours, but just uh, flexing your schedule for he us got, today. He's got big guns? Oh, Bubba's a bad man. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. He's got really strong forearms, as you would expect from a guy who swings a bat like Bubba does. Makes sense. Yep. Like Popeye. No way. Eat spinach? No, no spinach. I, I figured eat like that. a 10-year-old fat kid, Justin. <laughs> a lot of that. double quarter pounders. <laughs> oh, that sounds so good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, give me in one word, Bubba, the assessment of the weekend. How would you describe Arkansas baseball in one word from the weekend? Uh, optimistic. Okay, I like that. Um, yeah, I tell you what, I, I saw a lot of good things, and and you get, you've heard me talk about it, Justin. Baseball is one of those things, and you know, DJ might say the same about football. You can uh, you can look at the positives, you can look at the negatives. There there are a lot of negatives you could pick out of the four game series, or you could pick out a whole ton of positives, and there. Are, there's a lot of things to be excited about, and so I'm excited going into this weekend and see how we do there at Globe Life Field. But I did see a lot of things I liked this weekend. Some uh, missed opportunities. I was telling him in the loss, you guys have nine, ga- nine guys on base, and I was listening in when you guys were uh, talking about one of the games. By the way, I thought your cohort did a really nice job. He's no Phil Elson, but he was really, really good. I know he's, he's done a lot of baseball, but he was really solid and enjoyed listening to you guys together. But um, anyway, Kendall Diggs came up with the bases loaded and, and uh, popped out in one particular instance. I don't mean to keep picking on him because he had as, as good a weekend as anybody from a hit standpoint. But um, but some missed opportunities, I would say, probably in the loss. And, and it, like you said, some things to build on, a lot of things to be excited about. But that was an unfortunate situation because they uh, you guys kept putting ducks on the pond. Unfortunately, the beer the beer hats didn't work this weekend a couple times. Well, that situation you're talking about, you know, once again, if your glass is half full, you look at that swing that Kendall put on that ball. His base is loaded. He got a pitch up in the zone just a little bit. He hit it 99 miles an hour at a 50-degree launch angle, which is really high. <laughs> if that's a quarter of an inch down on the bat, that ball goes over the scoreboard. We hit a grand slam, and you and I aren't having this conversation right now. So, I mean, it was a really good swing. He just missed it. Now, later in the game, Lovich came up, bases loaded, got a 1-1 fastball in and got jammed and popped up to second base. Can't happen. You know, with one 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 count, you can't get beat right there. You got to get the barrel out there. So, uh, but they were you're right that we left a lot of runners on base. We made some uh, base running mistakes that came back to hurt us. But um, I think that's why we play these games early in the year, so we correct those mistakes. You know, we had a cut ball from center field. If we let that ball go through, we got to out at the plate. Um, instead, we cut it off and we throw it to third. We throw it in the dugout. Uh, Two run score on that. Another guy moves up to third, who ends up scoring on a. On a on a ground ball, so I mean, you know, you take away all of those things, and and it's a different ball game. But hey, uh, we learn from our mistakes. Yeah, and again, I don't mean to be like negative journalist guy over here, but I, I got to ask about a couple of things that went wrong. Because again, I have such high expectations, and we all know that guys don't have their best stuff all the time. But I, I asked you about Hagen, and it's interesting because we had Matt Hobbs on last week, and I said. This guy's an All-American. He's done about everything he can do. What can he improve on? He said throw strikes. Like, that's his number one thing. And he walked a couple of guys in his one inning of work. Anything in particular stand out to you that was, uh, I don't want to say concerning because we're not really concerned it's one game in, but that was an issue for for what what was causing his problems the other day? No, honestly, and, and I hate excuses more than anyone in the world. Man, there was a there was about an 18-mile-an-hour north wind blowing right in his face. And it was thirty something degrees. Um, Hagen is a is a high energy pitcher, fast arm, throwing upper nineties to a hundred. When you throw that hard, and you've got that much uh, throwing a baseball is a violent, it's controlled violence. Um, when you got that much stuff going on, it's hard to hold a baseball when it's that cold. He a lot of the balls he was leaving up arm side, and he just wasn't finishing the pitch. And I think a lot of it had to do with the just the the temperature. If you look at it, his spin rate was down on every one of his pitches, two or 300 RPMs. And so 
that tells me he wasn't getting a good grip on the ball. So I don't, I don't see a whole lot into that. Even as bad as he pitched, you know, I said something on the air. He threw 42 pitches. I said he really only threw two pitches, and Phil kind of gave me that look, you know. But uh, <laughs> he hit the guy with an 0-2 count. You can't do that, the two-hole hitter. Leadoff guy had a good at bat, fouled off a couple pitches, drew a walk. Next guy gets an 0-2 count, supposed to be a fastball away, hits him with a fastball in. Then he, he leaves a, a 3-2 slider up to Trimble, who's their best hitter. And, guys, that was a pop-up, and it just blew out of the yard. Any other day, the center fielders camped on that. So, hey, I don't I don't read too much into it. I would hate to be Oregon State Friday night because I think uh, I think right now Hagen Smith is foaming at the mouth, and I, I think you're going to see a you're going to see the All American that he is Friday when he steps on the bump. How about the young buck, Colin Fisher? Very impressive in his debut as a Razorback. Yeah, hey, he was awesome, guys. Uh, Three pitch mix can throw for strikes. Uh, I like him. I kind of compared him a little bit to a Dallas Keuchel. The way he pitches off the third base side of the rubber, he can pound the righties in with a fastball, get them cheating in, then get them out with a changeup away. Uh, plus, he's got a really good plus curveball. So he's got three pitches he can throw for a strike at any time. Didn't walk a single batter, which Dave, uh, Dave and Hobbs both really love that. And so uh, I was really impressed with him. And he's probably, I would think that start's probably going to earn him a Tuesday start next week. Okay. Uh, Coach, i, I got to ask you, uh, you kind of alluded to it too. You, you, you. I say coach. I call everybody coach. Bubba. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, you played the game, so you see. You probably see it a lot different than a lot of other people. Uh, I, I remember Arkansas's football game, first one last year. They had a pretty convincing win, but there were a few things that I saw that most people really aren't watching for, and I was just like, ooh, if they don't fix that, that's going to be a problem. <laughs> And it was the offensive line. It was just kind of overlooked because we had so many points offensively. Uh, what happened? Yeah. What do you mean? What happened? Did they fix it? No, oh, it didn't okay. get fixed. Right. You know, but but it, it was that one thing where everybody was on a high. You know, it left me like, dude, there's there, there's a problem with this team that's going to eventually not turn out so well if it doesn't get fixed asap. Is there anything you saw uh, over the weekend that is one of those things that could be a problem for the University of Arkansas moving forward if they don't get it figured out now? You know, honestly, DJ, no. I, and I'm a, I'm a I'm a optimistic glass half full guy, but I'm also a realist. If I see something I don't like, I, I'm I'm the first to point it out. And I like everything about this team. I like the fact that up and down the lineup, they didn't chase the pitches out of the zone. Uh, they put the ball in play. They had great at bats. The pitchers, for the most part, other than Hagen, and once again, I attribute that to the weather. I've 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 played a lot of baseball. I've been to a lot of baseball games. That bomb walker. Those two games are probably the two coldest games I can remember in a long time. And uh, it just wasn't good baseball weather. The guys battled through it. Uh, the, the little mistakes that we made on the bases, I know Dave will get that fixed. The cutoff relay thing, they've already changed their verbiage on that. So that's going to be fixed. So, no, to answer your question, there's nothing that stood out. Now, if it was 70 and 75 and sunny, I'd be like, yeah, I'm a little worried about Hagen Smith. But 30 degrees with a north wind of 17 miles an hour, I'm not worried about Hagen at all. And uh, now, if he goes down there and has a bad start this weekend, then I'll, you know, I might, I might feel a little different. And say, okay, wait, we got to throw more strikes. But man, as of right now, there's so much to be positive about. I even like some of the guys off the bench that came out and played, you know, in a couple of the other games and, and put the ball and play hard. Some loud contact, some good plays on defense. So I'm excited about everything. But talk to me next week. I might feel a little different. We're gonna get, we're gonna get tested this weekend. At Globe Life Field, it's uh, we play three really good teams, so um, we're going to know a lot more about this team on Sunday on the on the trip back home. Are you going this weekend? Are you able to make it? No, I'm not going to go. I'm going to stay here and listen to Phil on the radio, and uh, yeah, I don't want I don't want to go. I, I, no, I, I know it's hard. Here and it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I know it's hard for you to get away a lot of times, so no big deal. But just curious about that. So, well, Bubba, listen, I appreciate it. I'm excited about the matchups this weekend, and I think hey, three out of four. And showing some uh, some excitement and some optimism, as you said, I think uh, people are probably feeling pretty good. So, we'll see how week uh, week two goes with Hagen on the mound. He's going to join us on Wednesday too. By the way, we're going to have a chance to talk to Hagen again this season. Thanks to our friends at Stiefel, so we appreciate them and looking forward to that. Any questions I should ask Hagen, courtesy of Bubba Carpenter? Uh, ask him. Uh, ask him about the, the weather. I doubt that Hagen's going to make an excuse though. Uh, but with his spin rate being down on all of his pitches. You know, plus he's got a splitty. It's hard to get a feel for that splitty in the cold weather. 
Um, I don't think he's going to make any excuses. No, just tell him to uh, get ready for Friday Friday night at uh, Globe Life Field. But, hey, I do want to give Will McIntyre a shout-out. Yes. Um, he was kind of our player of the week because he came in that game in the second inning after Hagen went out. And I love the, I love the Arkansas boys. I always got to give them props when they step up. And uh, Will was huge for us this weekend. He came in and ate up some innings on that Friday game and uh, kind of quieted things down, got us a chance to get back in the game and win it. So, uh Give Will McIntyre a big shout-out. Yep, absolutely deserves it for sure. Bubba, thank you, buddy. I appreciate you. Thanks to Johnston's Home Center down in Benton. And we will join you next Monday in our normal time slot. I'm going to ask. All right, y'all have a great week. Go on. All right, Bubba. See you, man. What are you going to ask? I'm going to ask Hagen uh, about this vertical. I'm not buying it. What, what, what? what? This vertical jump? What is it? 30, hold on, 39 and a half? He's pretty on the basketball court. I'm not buying it. Sorry, 37.9, 38-inch vertical. Still pretty good, huh? Still good, yeah. Video's a little suspect. <laughs> what was yours? Not that. Yeah, well, he weighs uh, a lot less than you do. 34, maybe? Pretty good. And a half? Yeah. Pretty yeah. explosive athlete. You saying that because he's a baseball guy? You don't think baseball guys no, are athletes? No, 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 no. Baseball, oh, yeah, they're, they're, they're athletes. I give it to them. I mean, not the most athletic, you know. I don't think you have to be an athlete to be great at baseball. Who are the greatest athletes at the University of Arkansas? Track and field. Not even close. Not close, I would say. Da- no, not even close. Hands? Did you say hands? Hands down. Oh, hands down. What about hands? What about hand-eye coordination? You don't count that you in as athleticism? Been, you know who I've been? Uh, the uh, transfer from Texas A&M, the track, the fast guy. Uh, the fast guy. Uh, I know what you're talking about. He's faster than Tyreek Hill. He ran a 60 and 6 Five this, four, uh, Javion. Yeah, is this the guy that's the wide receiver and also playing? Track? Wide receiver playing both, but I, I did some research. This is his third school in three years. Mm-hmm. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? If he's running real well for Arkansas, it's good. Well, I don't know how well he can catch. I asked him if he could run with Satania, and he didn't know who that was. Who said that? The kid from uh, A&M. He Transfer. didn't know who Satania is. That's what he said. Disrespect, but he's faster than Satania. Yeah, he is. But can he run the hurdles like Satania does? No shot. Satania's a bad dude. He he's run the 100 bad. and the 100 hurdles hey, 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 in the same meet. Hey, hey. That's a bad man. He's fast, too. That's ridiculous. Hey, I don't want to. I, I love Satania, one of my favorite players. And I'm not talking about his speed. No, I know. But this guy's a different fast. Yeah, he's elite, world, world class. World, world class speed. Yeah. Can he jump 38 inches, though? That's the question. I'm guessing he can. <laughs> what about Guadney? They're world class? World class. No doubt. The best about it. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. We're going to run it back then. Yeah, i got to tell you about him Did again. you talk about him? I did. I missed it. Sorry. <laughs> Forget it. I love Guatney, too. Let's go. <laughs> My bad. Arkansas broadcast legend Craig O'Neill joins Morning Mayhem each week presented by Petty Jean Meats, locally owned and operated for four generations. With Petty Jean Meats, people always know where their meat is coming from. Made right here in Arkansas. Roger Scott here. Let me remind you about my friends at Alcoa Community Federal Credit Union. They have some of the most aggressive auto loan rates for Buzz listeners in Celine Grant, Garland, Hot Spring, and Perry Counties. Easy access to Alcoa's team of loan officers online, by phone or in person, at Alcoa Community Federal Credit Union's two locations in Benton and Sheridan. And apply online at alcoacommunityfcu.org. Brandon Moving and Storage has served Central Arkansas since 1965 and continues to provide professional service, local reliability, and community investment. We provide residential and commercial moves, local, national, and international service, commercial warehousing and distribution, unpacking services, and custom packing and crating. Let Central Arkansas's trusted Beacons agent help you with your next move. Brandon Moving and Storage. You make a move, we make it easy. For John's 60th birthday, his family planned to drive down old Route 66. But the trip took a detour when his wife got sick with RSV. It's a highly contagious virus that can lead to breathing problems and hospitalizations. This year, we don't want to cancel our plans. We're protecting ourselves with Pfizer's RSV vaccine, Abrisvo, respiratory syncytial virus vaccine. Abrisvo, a vaccine to prevent lower respiratory disease from RSV in people 60 years and older. It's not for everyone and may not protect all who receive it. Don't get Abrisvo if you've had an allergic reaction to its ingredients. A weakened immune system may decrease your response. Most common side effects are tiredness, headache, injection site pain, and muscle pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-844-989-7284 or visit abrisvo.com. So don't wait. Ask your pharmacist or doctor about Pfizer's RSV vaccine of Brisbane, because every breath matters. 
Need a new set of tires? Or maybe your car is making a noise that is waking the dead. Payday is still two weeks away, or maybe you're waiting on your tax refund. We've all been there. Your local, family-owned Big O Tires in Conway and Cabot understands. That's why we offer several finance programs. Maybe your credit's not as spotless as you'd like it to be. Our understanding staff can help. All this and huge savings, too. Type, service, and straight talk. Big O Tires. If you are looking for a safe and loving home for you or your loved one, visit Heartland Rehabilitation and Care Center. Just 15 minutes from Little Rock in Benton, our skilled nursing staff is dedicated to providing quality long-term care and short-term therapy. Visit heartlandrehabcenter.com. You can call Heartland home. Now you can watch all your favorite Buzz shows streaming live on our YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter pages. 1037 The Buzz, your multimedia fun and game station. Can't get enough of us on the radio? Follow us on Twitter at JustinAkry7, at DJ45Williams, and at CWeaver1037. DJ and I are, I'm sitting over here doing Remember When Football. I used to be able to throw football over them mountains. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah, he used to be a fa- uh, fast guy. We were talking fast. about combine things. I'm still kind of like that, but it's dropped the S. Hey, did that not show you, though, how impressive a lineman who's 330 pounds that runs a 4-9? It's incredible. People don't – you have no idea. I just no. – that's, that's moving. That's a lot of weight moving. I think I can scoot still, and I get out there, it's like 5'3". I'm like, what? <laughs> It's not Gross. bad, though. It's not disgusting. Bad. It's disgusting. I want to punch myself. I was so disgusting. But if you don't use it, you lose it. It's a true thing, man. Uh, I, I don't have any need to sprint for anything anymore. Kristen, so. what are you running the 40 in? Huh. Now? It, it would definitely be over 5, I'd say. Wait, did you have a time back in the day? No. Oh, okay. But I, I could definitely now. have ran like a 4-7 at least. <laughs> Do you think you can beat me right now in a 40? Yeah. Okay, I like that. Wait, you've never ran a, a forty, and you think no. and you think you can run a four seven? Four seven's fast. Four seven's fast. Used to. Used to. There's no. I don't I would know. Bet, I would bet a hundred and twenty-seven dollars. You can't break five seconds now. No, 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 no. But I'd like to race you. See how it goes. I bet. What <laughs> <laughs> one? I'm not running a forty. I would no doubt pull a hamstring. Yeah, yeah. I, I was would. about to say, what's the odds that one of us gets hurt running? Yeah. Yeah. Real I good. Pull a hamstring. So we were having a discussion about. So I was hanging out with Larry Betts <laughs> from uh, from Youth Home this weekend, and so we were talking about kickball and stuff. And so I've never played in the kickball league. You're playing the kickball league? Yes, it's actually fun. Yeah, I really want to do. It. I love kickball. I, I enjoy kickball. Anyway, so we're talking about getting a kickball team together. We were all talking about our hamstrings. I'm like, it's I haven't party. sprinted in forever. Like, I work out a lot, and I even run. Like, But when you jog, like, two or three, four miles, yeah, a mile, it, it's different than sprinting. <laughs> it's sprinting if, if you're, to first base. If you're sprinting in the kickball league, you care too much. Yeah. I'm a, trying to get to first no, base. No, it's, it's a good time. You shouldn't have to sprint in kickball league. What? It's, it's, you should have a good pace. What are you sliding in the second or something too? I'm just trying to beat the ball out of first base. What if I dribble one up the line? Like I'm trying to beat the ball. Okay then. Okay, I see that. Point. You know what I'm saying? All right, fair. That's why I want to play infield. I ain't trying to run down balls in the outfield. No. Uh, I think I think we're gonna get a team with my son. My son can play. I found out. Okay. That'd be fun. I'd love to compete when, with my when son. When do they play? Sundays. What time? Variant between like noon and five. And not during football season. No, we're gonna do it in the spring league. You want to play? Let's go. I'm, in, I'm interested. Let's go. How about Ebony? She got any athleticism? We talked she, about this today. She ran track uh, at Harrison. Tell uh, her to come on. And she qualified for state. Let's go. See if she'll play. Get her out there. She got some nice thighs. <laughs> she's, she, she's I'm touching boot. that. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I, don't, I don't see yeah. that kind of thing. All I see is uh, she's, she's got a great she, personality. I'm just saying, she could probably kick that ball pretty good. I give it to her. I think we should have a conversation about it. Anyway, okay. let's get to it. Maybe we can get Eli to come down on Sundays, too, from uh, Russellville and be on our team. If I'm fine, it's open before it starts. It'll be great. It's time for Enlightening Candor with Edgar Award-winning author Eli Craner. Brought to you by the Old Bank in Russellville. The Old Bank offers an upscale dining experience in downtown Russellville. Between hand-cut prime steaks, BLTs, or their signature lump crab cakes, the Old Bank has something for everyone. 
Call for a reservation. 479-219-5181. All right, Eli, you ever kickballed? Um, outside of, like, PE class? No. Okay. All right. That's probably smart. Uh, yeah, your hamstrings don't need to be doing that anyway. But um, yeah, that's a hamstring killer. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, okay. What was I going to ask you about? I can't remember now. Anyway, I guess we can just talk about what's going on. How are you? You good? Yeah, I'm good. I got a weird day today. Uh, I got my mom is sitting right here in the office with me, and uh, the last thing I always do before a book goes out the door is I get my mom a, for like a whole day. Huh. I might have mentioned this, but I, I read the whole book out loud to her. Wow. So there's not many mamas that would sit for that whole thing. But yeah, we oh. just kind of make a day of it. My so. mom would be so proud if I would have written a book and read it to her. <laughs> I mean, I didn't even get through like a whole poem and she, she uh, yeah. yeah, that's impressive, dude. And that reminds me of, um, what was the movie Misery? Where the guy had his thing oh, where he'd get a bottle yeah. of Dom and drink it. That was like his, his uh, I finished yeah, my book thing. Yeah, you have a thing. Yeah, you got a thing. And for me, it's, it's part of that. Like, it's a little bit, you know, ritualistic, but it's also... Uh, it's that's the best way to edit. You want to you hear? Know, you hear? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Up? Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm no, sorry. No, no. I'm just saying you, you hear stuff. You know, like you hear things that don't make sense or you would have missed. So before I get it out the door today, the end of the editor. Now this is the last step. Is she a typical mom and she gives you good criticism, or does she just says? Does she say everything's uh, it, great, it, baby? You're, that's the best book ever. Beautiful echo chamber because <laughs> before I like when I send this thing off, you know, I'm gonna wake up tonight, tomorrow morning, and think like it's the best book I ever wrote because it's always nothing but but good stuff. I want to give Which you a help. I want to give you a tip of the cap real quick. We had Eric Coe you in earlier, the former uh, Little Rock Christian head coach, and he was talking about your book, Don't Know Tough, and he said it was like reading a book from my childhood, like he was living my childhood in a book. So oh, I thought man. that was pretty dang high praise from a football coach. Hey, but, hey, hey. But, yeah. but don't get too big-headed because we're almost out of time here. Per usual, we're always <laughs> running tight. So we got to start putting you in the first segment of the hour so you have more well, time to goof. you got to cut off with all the kickball talk. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> so so rude. Big, hairy, serious stuff. All right. Well, we're going to be talking about your book in this segment soon, but what do we got for this week? Oh, man, book. Yeah, you didn't even say it. Um, with this whole book thing today, I was thinking about books that are – so if anybody – I don't know if we got anybody ever thinks about, but people always come up to me, man. They say this stuff, you know, like, hey, I always was going to write a book, or I got an idea I want to write a book. <laughs> and, and that's always funny to me, you know, because anyway, I won't even go into that. The point is, if you want to write a book, there is a good book about writing a book. And it's called On Writing, and it's written by the man himself, the king himself, uh, Stephen King. Mm. Um, and it's part, like, memoir, like half of it is, um, it kind of tells his come-up story, like, like how he got to be Stephen King. Mm-hmm. And then the other half is literally his process, which, like, as an old football guy, uh, player, coach, like, process is really interesting to me, because, like, it's such a solitary, strange thing, like, how, how, how people go about you know, tackling 300 pages um, and then revising it and getting it. And so it's very, it's, it's, it's great. It was one of the first things I read when I tried to get serious about this. It's called On Writing. I appreciate um, that. And it's, and it's really funny, too. Like okay. Stephen King had a great sense of humor. All right. Well, I will check that out, and I appreciate you. Uh, what's your new book called? We only got like 20 seconds left, but what's your new book called? Uh, well, the one that's coming out next this summer, July 2nd, called Broiler. It's set in uh, chick, the world of the chicken process. Broiler. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 